National Dress. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Avai in February 2010. National Dress by Mohandas K. Gandhi. Footnote. Reply to Mr. Irvin's criticism of his dress in the Pioneer. End footnote. I have hitherto successfully resisted to temptation of either answering your or Mr. Irvin's criticism of the humble work I am doing in Champaran, nor am I going to succumb now, except with regard to a matter which Mr. Irvin has thought fit to dwell upon, and about which he has not even taken the trouble of being correctly informed. I refer to his remarks on my manner of dressing my quote, familiarity with the minor amenities of western civilization unquote, has taught me to respect my national costume and it may interest mr irvin to know that the dress i wear in champaran is the dress i have always worn in india except that for a very short period in india i fell an easy prey in common with the rest of my countrymen to the wearing of semi-european dress in the courts and elsewhere outside katiawar I appeared before the Katiawa courts, now twenty-one years ago, in precisely the dress I wear in Champaran. One change I have made, and it is that, having taken to the occupation of weaving and agriculture, and having taken the vow of Swadeshi, my clothing is now entirely hand-woven and hand-sewn, and made by me or my fellow workers mr irwin's letter suggests that i appear before the riots in a dress i have temporarily and specially adopted in champaran to produce an effect the fact is that i wear the national dress because it is the most natural and the most becoming for an indian i believe that our copying of the european dress is a sign of our degradation humiliation and our weakness and that we are committing a national sin in discarding a dress which is best suited to the indian climate and which for its simplicity art and cheapness is not to be beaten on the face of the earth and which answers hygienic requirements had it not been for a false pride and equally false notions of prestige englishmen here would long ago have adopted the indian costume i may mention incidentally that i do not go about champaran bareheaded I do avoid shoes for sacred reasons, but I find too that it is more natural and healthier to avoid them whenever possible. I am sorry to inform Mr. Irvin and your readers that my esteemed friend Babu Brichakishore Prasad, the ex-honorable member of council, still remains unregenerate and retains the provincial cap and never walks barefoot and kicks up a terrible noise even in the house we are living in by wearing wooden sandals he has still not the courage in spite of most admirable contact with me to discard his semi-anglicized dress and whenever he goes to see officials he puts his legs into the bifurcated garment and on his own admission tortures himself by cramping his feet in inelastic shoes i cannot induce him to believe that his clients won't desert him and the courts won't punish him if he were his more becoming and less expensive dhoti i invite you and mr irvin not to believe the stories that the letter hears about me and my friends but to join me in the crusade against educated indians abandoning their manners habits and customs 
which are not proved to be bad or harmful finally i venture to warn you and mr irwin that you and he will ill serve the cause both of you consider is in danger by reason of my presence in champaran if you continue as you have done to base your strictures on unproved facts i ask you to accept my assurance that i should deem myself unworthy of the friendship and confidence of hundreds of my english friends and associates not all of them fellow cranks if in similar circumstances i acted towards them differently from my own countrymen end of national dress end of third class in indian railways by mohandas k gandhi